0: Hello there, child. How have you been doing this evening? Oh, what's that? Oh, you want a bedtime story? Well, I I think I can help you out with that. Um, I have the perfect one in mind. I think you'll like it a lot. Oh, but, um, you think you're mature enough? Old enough for it? Uh, There can be some... Might be some upsetting content in it. I do want to do anything that'll give you nightmares. Do you think you're okay with it? Oh, well, that's good. And just so you know, I will be telling you the whole story, so don't don't spread it around to your friends unless uh, they've heard it first. You know, let them, let them enjoy the surprise when they get a chance to hear it. And of course, this is this is my version of the story. You might hear some from other people that have different aspects to it, but uh, this is ours, just for us. So uh, how about you get uh, wrap yourself nice and cozy there on the couch, and let me take you to a magical new world of. Monsters and demons and hope. I think you'll like it.
1: Hello, one and all, and welcome to Dub Talk, the show where a group of friends go out in the woods, uh, chill with our demons, and maybe, just maybe, drink Baileys from a shoe. I'm Megan, and tonight I'm joined by my good friend Amon. Hi. Uh, for a chill little time in the woods with such a wonderful, like, I guess, like, would you say it looks like, uh, colored pencil drawing aesthetic?
0: Yeah, it's uh, colored pencils, watercolor. It's very, it's very painterly, not painterly per se, but it's very, uh, uh, what the fuck's his name? Raymond Brooks. It looks like the guy who did the Snowman. If you've ever read that children's book, it's got that quality to
1: it. Uh, and that is, we're going to be talking about the Girl from the Other Side, Su Eun, Which I'm going to apologize to every Irish person who watches this show. Um, we will be butchering Gaelic.
0: Sorry. I, I... Have you been?
1: Ha- have you been to Ireland before?
0: Yes, once, when I was um I was pretty young, uh, so I don't remember it very well. Uh, it was green. It was very pretty. Yes,
1: it was very green.
0: I was, I, I, was, I was kind of in the age range where I was a little too young to really appreciate, like, traveling to a... I wasn't that young, but, like, not young enough to, like, oh, I'm in this cool foreign country. Also, You know, I wasn't, like, old enough to do anything by myself, so it was very much like I followed my parents around on whatever they wanted to do.
1: Yeah, I went, like, when I was 20, mm-hmm. so... Uh, I remember your giant spire in the middle of- in the middle of town, Dublin. Oh, dear. Uh, and I remember, uh, when we walked past the mailbox, they're like, yeah, you see those bullet holes? That's where the British shot- the British shot at us.
0: Ah, <sighs> uh, Irish history. We're,
1: we're proud! <laughs> yeah, no. So, apologies to the entire country of Ireland tonight. Uh, well, at least the southern part of it. Um...
0: <laughs> getting political
1: on dub talk <laughs> i know someone's gonna smack me in the back of the head for this but apologies to ireland uh for any th- any butchering of gaelic in your language uh for tonight we are again of course talking about the girl from the other side uh which was actually the animation was kickstarted, if i'm correct i think that's right really, um i'm sure i can't i can't I th- yeah i
0: think it was to make the movie yeah, uh, yeah,
1: yeah. It was kickstarted to make this OVA series, um, OVA slash movie. Uh, it is cut up on Crunchyroll as three different episodes. So, uh, but just to give a quick summary, in the world split between the inside and the outside, those living in both realms are told never to cross the uh, cross over to the other one, lest they be cursed. A young girl named Shiva lives in a vacant village with a demonic guardian only known as Teacher. Uh, although these two are forbidden to touch, they seem to share a bond that transpan- trans- transcends despite their appearances. And when Shiva leaves Teacher takes, uh, leaves Teacher to te- seek out her grandmother, the secret of her mysterious living arrangement comes to light. Um, that's the A&N, uh, the A&N uh, summary. But Crunchyroll picked this up and dubbed it. So, the Kickstarter version, if I'm correct, is only subtitled. Yes. And the dub is almost- the dub, I think, is the only way you can watch it on Crunchyroll. I don't know about
0: only. I didn't check the settings, I'll be honest.
1: Yeah, Crunchyroll's also been, like, fucking with their site right now. So, um, I want to make sure 100%. Hold on. Okay, no, you can- you can watch both. Okay. I figured as much. You can, yeah, you can watch both. It was just that they, uh, they merged the seasons together, just so that you know there wasn't like ten bajillion different fucking things, um, on their site. You know, per per normal for them, yeah, it is English and Japanese on their site. Anyway, so but here we are to talk about the English dub for this is Dub Talk podcast, not a Gaelic talk podcast or. Local Demons in Your Woods podcast, though I think both of us would actually kind of do that. So, yeah, yeah. What do you think? Outside Boston lives in the woods. Mm. Just wild, wild walbergs. Oh Christ! I hope not. Uh. <laughs> so we got an infection of walbergs again. <laughs> oh wait, we know what lives in the and outside the city. of Dublin, no it's the sunfish. Stop calling the police. It's fine. It's a sunfish. Um, I still have that recording that you did for us pinned on our Discord, because it's fucking hilarious. Oh no. That and the, uh, the, uh, t- the uh, 1999 Toyota Corolla Craigslist ad. Love that, love that,
0: love that. Best, maybe the best thing the internet ever gave us, that stupid <laughs> ad. Love it. Beautiful.
1: It's so beautiful. Uh, but also so beautiful is the directing and writing on this stuff. Uh, this was done, I believe, internally at Crunchyroll, uh, slash old Foundation slash whatever the fuck they want to call themselves today. Um, and this was directed by Emily Fajardo and written by Tyler Walker. Uh, Emily Fajardo, you will know for her direction on series such as Ahrensang wa Harakanai, *Sasuke* and Miyano, and the Cannon Fodder section of Memories. And Tyler Walker did the writing for things like Dr. Stone, Spy Family, and Girls Frontline. Um, So the big thing, I think, to really talk about this dub is that they uh, used all Irish accents for everybody. Yep. And as my dumb American uh, lizard brain thinks, I actually think this was pretty good. It was definitely not your, your, their after me lucky charms shit. hmm Which, th- God forbid, there is one Irish guy on, on the Crunchyroll Discord, and bless his heart. Um, <laughs> and I remember him giving that, that rock gif of the eye, eyebrow going up, and it's just like, if anybody on this server is going to have a problem with this, it's this fucking guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also apologized to him once because I accidentally insinuated that he was British.
0: <laughs> um, oh no! It was the
1: Worst political political faux pas of my career. I'm sorry, Rob. You you did nothing wrong.
0: Yeah. Um, what was it? I mean, it's, yeah, it sounds good to me. Like, not not that I American don't know what he's talking about. Um, but yeah, at least it didn't sound too cartoonish. Mm-hmm. uh which is very funny in regards to one of them which we'll get to in the in the cat in the cast uh section yeah uh, but you know, like, yeah it's it, it never sounded distracting um for at least one of them it was i mean it wasn't distracting it was just like oh i recognize that actor and i know that he's putting on an accent every two of them uh everyone else i'm either not familiar with them enough or i don't know their uh voice off the top of my head well enough to have it stand out. Um, but it sounded like you know competent. It sounded good. Uh, you know, I'm I, you know again. I'm, I, actual Irish people may have a different opinion, but at least uh, you know from my point of view, it, it sounded authentic enough.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: and like yeah, I I, and I thought that was a nice touch. I think this is this is a the show wears its Gaelicness not super heavily, but like it is. There's it is. It feels very distinctly like. I don't know like that kind of sort of it, 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 well, i think it reminds me the most uh and this is only because i saw it with the last year was a little bit of um i saw that green knight movie that came out ah. uh, and that and you know obviously that, that's a lot of things bolted into it but people have, i've seen people talk about how like of your various athorian type legends that one is noticeably a little more it's a little more spooky i've definitely seen people assess it like this one feels a little more uh, pagany in some regards, especially depending on how like the Green Knight is portrayed. Um, and it had that it, there, there was it was something kind of like spooky and fey and and that about it. It felt more folkloric. Uh, and I think I think the Dove actually did a good job of capturing that flavor of it. It doesn't just you know, it feels not not even like a fairy tale necessarily but like an, a story even older than that. like something that gets passed down Ooh, from person to person.
1: Yeah, for me, the aesthetic of the series actually, of the movie, actually gave me, like, uh, what if, because I believe this was WIT produced this, but I don't know if they 100% animated it. Uh Uh, So Studio WIT put this together. It was like if they asked somebody from Cartoon Saloon to come over and head the project to me. Uh Um, For those of you who do not know who Cartoon Saloon is, uh, they actually did a really great uh, set of three movies called uh, The Irish Folklore Trilogy. And that is The Stranger, uh, The Secret of the kells Song of the Sea, and um, I forget the third one because it was the one that went on Apple and everybody got pissed they put it on Apple television. Um, what's the third one? Yeah, yeah, Secret of the Cal- Cow. I know it's Secret of the Cows. A uh, song scene, I forget. The Wolf Walkers. Yes, that's the last one. It's the Wolf Walkers. Um, this very much reminded me of of that, that and the aesthetic. Mm. And I think Emily's direction on it also captured a lot of the vocal work that I I remember on those movies. Unfortunately, it has been ages since I've seen Secret of the Kells, which is by and far to me the best of the three movies. If you've never seen the Secret of the Kells. Uh, this is me yelling at you to go watch it. It is up there with Prince of Egypt for me of a movie about religion that isn't a religious
0: movie.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and it reminded me of that. And I think Emily really did capture kind of the spirit of what you were talking about where it's like, this isn't a fairy tale. This is a folklore. Mm-hmm. And for me, her directing in her actor choice actually went really well to that even though uh, as opposed to you outside of the voice of the teacher I am super familiar with everybody else's voices. I've watched a lot of stuff that they're in. Um, A lot of them have given some of my favorite performances of anime that I like so for me to hear them do the Irish accent it was it was very much a, a change of pace but also Emily threaded that line to at least my American perspective of the accent work being really well. And in turn, Tyler Walker's uh, writing worked really well on this. This dub never felt like it lived outside of the world that it was in. Mm -hmm. Like, it felt that this series, this little movie, movie, OVA series, kind of had its aesthetic in Tyler's job was to work with Emily to weave the words for her actors' form. And for a lot of stuff, a lot of, uh, especially folktale and fairy tale like story, that very much do rely on a lot of visual cues to inform the audio clues. Mm -hmm. Because that's one of the other things, too, is there's a lot of segments in this movie that don't have dialogue. Um, So it kind of reminds me... Like we both we were both on the episode Super Cub, where there were just be stretches of episodes that just didn't have talking. So mm-hmm. it made when the writing had to be impactful very much more impactful. Um So I think Tyler did a good job, and I also need to give a shout out to um the ADR engineer Zachary Davis, who did a really, really great job mixing this 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 movie, because when those, when those, uh, when those white moments of just absolutely like there's no talking and just the audio has to take take control and be the script for the show, it sounded really good. Hmm. Uh, you have anything else that you'd like to say about the writing and directing?
0: Hmm. I think he, I think you hit on it pretty. Well. Like it, it, it does the thing that I often associate with good dubs, where it does not feel like it was something that was... I You know, uh, you know, in the in the literal mechanics of a dub, obviously, you have the movie, and you're adding a new uh, vocal soundtrack to it. And I think a, a sign of a lot of good dubs is it doesn't feel like the um, English acting and writing was added after everything else. It feels like it is part of the cohesive whole in the way that the Japanese is. Um, and I think this does that very well. I like it. Um... And it, it never spoils the mood, which which, which I appreciate because I feel like this 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 movie has a very specific mood to it, and I feel like it's one that you could maybe not mess up easily, but it would be you know, it, it would it would be a detriment to not capture that in the dub as well, and I think the dub does that. Very I think it, mm-hmm. it captures that. Yeah. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah,
1: it is. So let's move on to the very uh, this is a dub with a very small cast um so i would guess i guess another good way to describe it is that the show is very intimate uh for the subject matter and the dub, so i think it really does capture that and the people who get to put that together are the actors for our characters we have um we'll go from uh we kind of like small amount to obviously teacher and and shiva who are the main characters mm-hmm. there's the hunter who is an old man from the village who uh, in the third kind of OVA, comes to the to teacher and Shiva and tells them that him and his village can go to the inside. Um, and some tragic stuff happens between him and teacher. Uh, soldier is in the first episode. He is a once human soldier who is shown to be killing uh, humans who have been cursed. Uh, and slowly we see the curse take a hold of him. Outsider is a cursed one who tells teacher that he needs to go talk to mother he kind of seems like an avatar or like her um her the only way i can say is patsy <laughs> he's he's
0: she, he's he's her goon who goes out and does stuff for her because she can't go anywhere
1: yeah he's kind of the ominous like hello you guys got any uh, you want to see a dead body <laughs>
0: um, got any innocent souls
1: <laughs> unicorns what's your favorite food Children. Oh dear. Can't, I just slipped a fucking bluey joke in here. Um, and then, of course, we have our, our main pair, Shiva, who is the little girl, uh, the seemingly little human girl who comes into the care of Teacher, who we learn also bears the curse um, that will turn her into an outsider one day. And then there is Teacher, the, the cursed demon goat head man, who takes care of Shiva, who is slowly kind of comes to realize that as much as she needs him, he needs her. And they have this kind of daughter, father daughter relationship that happens. Uh, playing the Hunter is Jerry Jewell, who you know as characters such as Victor Nikivarov and Yuri on Ice, uh, Akito Hayama and Kodicha, and Ion and Shobai Rock. The Soldier is played by Ernesto Jason LeBret. Who was John Watson in Empire of Corpses? Gaga in Petite Princess Yushi and Lilium in Akka 13. Playing the Outsider is Ian Sinclair, who has played characters such as Brook in One Piece, Tatsumi and Shiki, in Skarkozy and Decadence. And Sarah Wiedenhalf plays Shiva, she is Ruby Karasawa in Love Live Sunshine, Power in Chainsaw Man, and Sana in Alice in Zeroku. And the teacher is played by Gary Furlong, in which teacher is his first named role, but he has done uh, vocal work in some other series, such as can he did some uh like I guess swallow work in things like Cannon Fodder, uh The Dragon Goes House Hunting, and in Uh Plunder and Radiant, and he was also both in parts of Stink Bomb and Cannon Fodder.
0: Yeah, I I looked him up and it looks like he has a lot of VO experience, but is mostly in things like commercials and audiobooks rather than um, yeah and, anime or even even like maybe like other just like fiction properties that aren't you know mm-hmm. stuff where he's narrating. Anyways.
1: Uh yeah no, where do you want to start with this?
0: Uh, well, see, it, see, this is the funny thing. I'm looking at my I'm looking at my bingo card for 2023, mm-hmm. and there are many many things on here. But one thing I do not have on here is the return of Jerry Jewell's Irish accent. I was not expecting that. <laughs> at
1: any point. Where did it go? Where did it go? Where was it the first time?
0: Oh, he's in Yu Yu Hakusho. He plays, oh, yeah. oh. He plays this wind demon with his like, uh, like the exact kind of like Lucky Charms Irish accent that we were talking oh, about earlier. Oh God!
1: Oh no! Oh God! Oh my God! Oh my god! I I have never heard Jerry Jewel's Irish accent until today. It's,
0: it's oh! this is this is much. I'm not even gonna say better. I feel like part of it is just this is a much more serious show than Yu Yu Hakusho is at that point, and so it's more, um, like intentionally cared for and crafted. Meanwhile, there it's like, oh, we need a funny voice for this guy, and we all you know, it's early Funimation, so we only have about fifteen voice actors. How do we distinguish? How do you not sound like uh, somebody from another show you're already in? Funny accent. There we are.
1: Um, Christopher Sabat. We've used him too many times. He can't keep it up much longer. It's,
0: yeah. um, here, Here. The, having said that, here I think he, he's very good. I think he's, he does not sound too cartoonish. Um, I always find this funny because I am Jerry Jewel is an actor. I mostly associate with tend to a lot of his like kind of drier, more sardonic performances. Like when I think of him, I always think of like Konojo or Psyche K. And so I always forget like funny accent Jerry Jewel like in this or Yuri on Ice. Uh, so I was like, oh, right, yes. <laughs> Jerry Jewel is think... literally the angry blonde child from Kotocha Right, right, right. Of course, he has range. <laughs>
1: I think in real life he's uh, he's. I remember being at a panel with him. He was very dry in real life, <laughs> um, and it, it, he was great. But like, yeah, no, I I I think I unlocked some angry core memories when I remem- made people remember that he played Victor. Because uh, I think a lot of people are still uh, the 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 jury's still out on that one. I um like I I think it's delightful. Is it a
0: good accent? I do too. I do not care. It's uh, it it
1: makes me happy. Um This is my serotonin boost. Exactly. Now I also really liked him here, and I really he was like a one scene wonder in this too. Well he 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 does
0: such a good job of just turning on that dime where he's knocking on the door and he's so jovial and nice. And then he runs into teacher again in the woods and he's just so like, so vicious, but still clearly the same old guy who was, like, chatting up how we can all go to the inside now. Like, not five minutes earlier.
1: I know that, I know, I, I know I shouldn't laugh for this because it seems actually genuinely heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. But when he, he stabs himself in the fire, I said it had, it had all the energy of, now all of China knows you're here. Yeah, I I mean that is from what?
0: That, I mean, that is that. I mean that, that that's why he set the fire. Everyone's going to know there's an outsider over here, and they're not going to come here. Uh, it's not it's not a, it's not an incorrect comparison.
1: Yeah, no. Once I I really liked it, and then uh, to kind of segue into uh, Jason Lebrecht, who I immediately knew that was him. I was like, I I know Jason Lebrecht's voice very well, but. Uh, I genuinely really enjoyed his kind of descent into monstrosity, mm-hmm. and like these little glimpses that we get for him. And like, genuinely, it's was he a monster before he even changed? Like, he was very harsh on his command about like just like I don't give a fuck, just murder him. fuck them kids. Mm-hmm.
0: And there's de- there's, there's de- his 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 transformation definitely has a has a sense of like. Uh, like you know it's not it's not being turned that made him monstrous he was already like that it's just now now the form is different It's a weird, yeah, weird and I tree really, monster
1: yeah I really like like kind of the gaspy rasp in his voice as he's just kind of wheezing out like I have to find them mm-hmm. and it's like oh 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 no. Oh no. Yeah. I also just I also genuinely like the animation where uh you I think it's at the end of the first episode where he's calling out on one side and then his face turns and then you see the curse on the other.
0: Uh-huh.
1: I just Chef's kiss. Yeah. Um It's a good one. And then uh let's talk about kind of the side character who uh unless you have more thoughts on Jason. Nah, he was he was he was appropriately
0: terrifying. Like another good, like like he's not in the movie. He's not in the movie for very much, but like he leaves a good strong impression while he's here.
1: Yeah, and then there's Ian Sinclair, who kind of I think gets to steal the show at some point because he gets to do the many voices of Ian Sinclair. Yes, <laughs> and it's always fun when I think a lot of people get to see Ian uh, go beyond like maybe his big Shonen properties. Mm-hmm. Like everyone knows, he's Brooke. Like everyone loves Brooke. Brooke obviously has rage. Uh, I think, uh, our, I think it was Andrew and Lauren. Mm-hmm. I think Andrew, Lauren, and Josh were discussing uh the the Binks Binks Broil stuff with Brooke in One Piece mm-hmm. about how genuinely talented uh, Ian Sinclair was with that, um, and just I love stuff when he gets to show off like this um it genuinely kind of reminded me a little bit and i think i put his uh that role down here and again it was another episode we were on it reminded me a little bit of tatsumi from shiki Mm -hmm. where he could go from being like one of the voices was kind of like that dumb voice to the very haunting like uh we have no need of this soul (laughs) which is a hell of a line yeah right that and, uh, mother is speaking to you. Ask her yourself, and it's just like the sound of a fucking whale.
0: <laughs> of those ambient, ambient, ambient creepiness. Just waft again.
1: While a group, I need you to just start making noises as if you are a humpback whale, and go. Um, but uh, I, I genuinely like it. I like how there's all- I like that you can all tell that Ian has a very distinct voice, mm-hmm. which, again, I've had to have this discussion with a lot of people. There's a difference between someone using the same voice and somebody having a distinct voice. Yes. Like, there there are just some people out there where their voice is just very distinct. J. Michael Tatum, mm-hmm. Bryce Papenbrook. Like, it's not that they're doing the same vocal performance. That's just what they sound like. Yes.
0: The the version the version that always comes to mind in this just cuz he uh, like it, uh, one guy who's good at tricking people into that is Steve Bloom As, yeah, every, mm-hmm. every, you know, everyone's heard like the like what's well, basically just Steve Bloom's regular talking voice is the one he uses mm-hmm. for you know uh spike basically it's like you know it's his adult man voice and so it, it consequently because he's so easy to pick out it gets very easy to feel like oh well he's just a he's a one voice guy up until the day it's like wait what do you mean he's he's what do you mean he's um what do you mean he's fucking Guillemot? What? No. You're lying. What? And then it's oh, like- Oh, And it's like, no, he has like a whole repertoire of like oddball voices he can pull out. It's just that he tends to get cast for his adult male voice. So you don't, not that you don't hear them as often, but you don't know it's him because it sounds so different.
1: Yeah. And I think that this is a role that let Ian play a little bit with all of his voices, but never to the extent that it was distracting in the show. Mm-hmm. But, but that's because this is what that character called for there were obviously multiple branches off from him he was supposed to be creepy and and i think almost in a sense childish with how much he's obsessed with mother mm-hmm. um so i think ian did a fantastic job there and then we we move into like shiva mm-hmm. shiva and teacher which um I think Sarah Wedemeyer did a good job, like making her sound like convincingly like a child. Yes. Um, there are sometimes I think she made her sound a little bit older, but that's only because she was maintaining the accent and had to hit the emotionality of what she was saying. Mm-hmm. And I'm not gonna knock that off. I I think she did a fantastic job in capturing that sort of child, that childishness, but also the loneliness that this poor little girl feels. Mm-hmm. And I actually want to give a compliment to the ending of episode two, where it almost becomes hard to understand her between her crying, the music, and teacher trying to calm her down.
0: Mm. Nah, it's it's hard. No, she I, she turns like she turns in a very strong. Perfe- She's also very cute. Like this mm-hmm. is not this is not like a this is not the focus of the movie, but like the little bits of just Shiva and teacher just like doing stuff around the house are all very adorable uh and i think i think sarah just does a good job of capturing like you know she 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 definitely does like you know a lot of the the sort of more sad emotionally complicated parts of the character but she also does the she like she does the little girl parts really well too um you can tell like both how like overwhelmed she is by parts of her situation um but also kind of like i don't know the sweet little bit where like teacher's talking about um like kind of his memories and she's like don't forget them Hold on to what you have, like you don't, you don't, you don't have to just move on because you feel like you need to. Sometimes it's mm-hmm. good to keep that. It's,
1: it's, it was, it was a nice little bit. Yeah, I also like when she makes him the flower crown Ooh. and like her little noises oh, about that. It's The
0: most precious goddamn thing in the world.
1: It is, and he's just like, oh, uh, oh,
0: oh, oh, thank you.
1: <sighs> it's so cute. Tokyo, <laughs> see Japan. You don't need to make like creepy, horny baby things to ensure people would like to have more babies over there. Make more Shivas. Look at this! Look at this adorable child. Don't you want one? Look, it even cleans the house for you. <laughs> Which that's the most unrealistic thing that happens in this whole show—is getting a child that small to clean the house.
0: She wants, She wants. She wants to impress the nice man. That's all.
1: The nice man with a goat head.
0: I mean, who among us hasn't met a nice man with a goat head, really?
1: Truly, that's what America needs. Exactly. Well, men and goat head. Nice a, men I'm and goat heads. goat
0: man. He's in Virginia, I think. Uh, he's not Do, very nice, though.
1: I was gonna say, Hardy? I was like, Hardy lives in Tennessee.
0: Alright, we have two goat men in this country. Anyways.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say, we don't talk about the Virginia. Only the Virginia that has Mothman. The That's the West, West one. West Virginia. <sighs> <sighs> country Roads, take me home to the place I belong. West Virginia, Mothman Mama, take me home. Country Roads. I'll be accepting my Emmy no- I'll be accepting my, my Grammy nomination. <laughs> Grammy nominate this podcast just for the Mothman, Mothman Country Roads,
0: please. There we go.
1: We this episode of Dub Talk now, introdu- now should now be inducted in the Library of Congress.
0: <laughs> we'll be there with uh I can't think of anything snappy that's in the Library of Congress, but all that good stuff. Yeah. Just
1: put us in next to Spielberg, you'll never fucking notice. He's got seven films in there, nobody gives he won't give a shit. <laughs> hmm,
0: What? Another one? Oh, well, okay. Yeah, whatever. What's this podcast? Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Good for them.
1: Good for them. I feel like Steven Spielberg would be pretty cool with it. I, I, though, if we were, if any of us were ever going to have a Hollywood director who liked our fucking podcast, it'd probably be Guillermo del Toro. <laughs> it would 100% be fucking Guillermo del Toro. He
0: appreciates that we're also a bunch of big nerds.
1: Yes. Him and his, him and his, him and his hopefully now, hopefully get a third Oscar next weekend. Here's so. hoping. That is, that is as of, oh, no, wait, two weeks from now as of this recording. Um,
0: Don't post in the comments below if you didn't win.
1: (laughs) At least we learned, at least we're not, I would say at least we're not recording another episode on Oscar nights, but that's a fucking lie. Because after, after last year, we got that up. If you can figure out the episode that we recorded while the Oscars were happening last year, have fun. Because it kept fucking distracting us all night.
0: Uh, wacky. Uh
1: I mean, it was last year's Oscars, so that's true. Uh, back to Sarah. Um, I think the other thing that really works is her work in combination with, of course, Teacher's Actor. Who, uh, I don't know Gary for long very well, but I'd let him act in more things.
0: Uh, he sounds great here. I think he was my favorite
1: performance in the whole
0: show. No, he's he's uh, like, obviously he's done some walla, and clearly like this is not it's not his first time at like the rodeo in general. He just I don't know if he does a lot of like um you know fiction vo, but clearly he does a lot of vo <laughs> in gen broad vo. But he's like he's he's very good at this. Like he turns in a good, nice, strong performance.
1: Yeah, I think the highlight of his performance is obviously uh, in the tail end of episode 3 where he's standing in front of Mother and just begging her to remove the curse off of Sheba. Uh-huh. It is absolutely, like, heart-wrenching of a man who's clearly just the I- she makes me remember how to breathe, how to eat, how to feel, like, I don't want to lose the shape of- of me being clean, my humanity once and for all through the light of my life, and, and this realization that that he has to come to in that moment, that as much as she he needs her, she needs him back. Mm-hmm. And I think that realization of of him playing it as a father trying not to let his daughter die. But also as a stranger just trying to cling on to codependency and just his accent work in time with the, the dramatic acting was phenomenal.
0: Mm-hmm. Good stuff.
1: You got anything else?
0: Uh, I, that, that moment was really good. I also like the bit right after the, the, uh, the hunter leaves where he's having like his little moment thinking about like his cursed state. Um, that leads into him like he's thinking of killing the hunter to keep Shiva safe, but then like kind of stops in part because it's like Shiva wouldn't want me to do that. What am What am I doing? Why am I here? Uh, just I, he he does a good job of playing teacher as somebody who is kind of wrestling with his his state, but it never comes off as too like melodramatic or too angsty. It it always gets played at I think just kind of the right level for. The kind of movie this is, which is like very emotional, but it's not necessarily um, like melodramatic, big. It's it's more, it's a little more like kind of personal and closer to the chest than that. I think he I think
1: he, he balances that out really well. Yeah, this isn't like the Phantom down under the stage, warning yes. that yeah, not yelling. What is this melody? Exactly. Uh, it's it's a much more intimate. It's intimate like a lot of the rest of this film OVA it slash OVA is. Um, I also, that moment that you're talking about, too, I think the thing that really also makes that impressive is that there's no, like, for one, teacher doesn't have any lip flaps. Thank God. <laughs> God bless everybody under the sun. All of them are gonna be like, fucking hooray, I don't have to match flaps! Um, but just, there's another thing, though, that, like, that particular part of his performance has to, I think, 100% be informed by the visual aspect of it. Mm -hmm. because like yeah you don't have flaps but that doesn't mean you can't match what's on the screen visually Mm -hmm. and that sequence I remember being like 100% mesmerized by Gary's voice acting plus the animation Mm -hmm. so it's just that level of of wow this guy's really good at this and this is really heartbreaking I am invested in this and I 100% will now show this to what all of my other friends to watch.
0: Yeah. Mm. Talking about that actually reminded me of two, two other just like smaller moments. I liked one of which is um, when they're like cleaning up the house and he like just drops a bunch of papers.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I just, I just funny cause I think Gary does a good job of like, he's still the spooky goat man, but he's also a clumsy dad and he does a, he does a good job of just threading that needle and then actually when when he does run into the hunter and he's just like just panicking, like, don't touch me, like, don't whatever, don't touch me. Like, don't do this to yourself. And he, there's such genuine just panic and concern in his voice of like, "I no, don't, stay away from me. Like, don't do this. Like, do mm-hmm. the do the right option for you, my man. Um, and then how, you know, heartbreaking the fallout of that is. Uh, he, has a, he has to cover a lot of emotional territory in only about ninety minutes, and, yeah. and you know, again, like he's not—he's not an amateur or anything, but like as far as 1st named roles go, like, goddamn man, this is this is great.
1: Mm-hmm. Just like one hundred percent, come back into this, my guy.
0: Yep. No, please,
1: <laughs> please, Emily. I know you're working on One Piece right now, but uh, if you hear this and you get to do not One Piece, please bring him back. Um. Uh, are I'm, you sure, gonna... I'm sure
0: they could fight a character in one piece turn to play two there's too many people
1: yeah you'll you'll find you'll figure it out
0: half half of, half of the half of the Dallas scenes uh explorations and finding new actors is just so they can have people for one Piece.
1: yeah <laughs> oh man hey guys wow congratulations on moving up uh, uh of moving up. Uh, so have you heard of this little independent anime called one piece <laughs> what get in it's
0: like there's no made like a, a dozen new characters I need I need fresh meat come on come on get here here come on <laughs> what,
1: what do you mean, mean no no I don't want to go in well, too
0: bad <laughs> <laughs> you gotta you gotta you gotta you gotta pay your dues if you want to sing the blues and by that, I mean, if you want to keep getting work here, you gotta play character in one piece. What if they're a large reoccurring character? Uh, it's not my problem. <laughs> I don't write the manga.
1: It, your all your complaints will be directed to this to this shredder.
0: <laughs> we we tried just sending them to Oda, and he always wrote very concerned messages back and it got very tiresome.
1: <laughs> he just he just leaves us on ha! <laughs> Oh. Alright, so uh, if you're good, I'm ready to move into Final Thoughts. You good? Yeah, I think so. Alright, so uh, overall, what are your final thoughts on this? What a
0: delight. Uh, I wasn't expecting this to get dubbed. I kind of figured with the. Just between it being like a. You know, it was a kickstarted thing, and not that Girl from the Other Side is obscure, but like. I I've I've not I read like a little bit of the manga, but not too much. Um, but uh, I was I, I, I recall when it first started coming out, um, for kind of very obvious like super superficial reasons, people compared it a little bit to Ancient Magus Bride. Uh, which, yeah, which, I you know, think which that's aside, how... which aside from like big big horn dude and girl, it doesn't really resemble all that much. Um, and I think consequently, I, I, I haven't really heard people make that comparison all that much. Um, This very much struck me, it's like, there's a little bit of shared DNA, but this is definitely the more, like, artsy watercolor fairy tale kind of a story uh, in comparison. And so, consequently, I wasn't sure if this was going to get dubbed just because this feels like the kind of thing that, like, this might be a little little niche, especially (laughs) because, like, it's just a movie. Uh, Especially because it was just a movie preceded by, like, 15-minute short that doesn't even have dialogue, like, it's just sound effects and music. Mm -hmm. uh which incidentally i think i think that might you can still i want to say you can still find that on like vimeo or something like that's floating around out there if you if you watch this movie and enjoy it i highly recommend checking out the short as well it is very much the same kind of thing you'll like that too um no i like i was very happy i got a dub like i i think this Mm -hmm. is this is neat i think the dub is really well executed um I have no idea if they would make more of this. I don't I don't know the plot of the manga well enough to know, like, how much of this has been adapted, if there would be more stuff, especially because I'm not entirely sure Girl from the Other Side is that, like, plot-driven. It feels like it's much more about, like, atmosphere and characters rather than, like, stuff happening. Uh, but I'm really glad we got this, and I'm really glad it got this dub, because this is, like, really strong, and I think it matches it emotionally and thematically really well. It's really well put together. It's, like, this is good stuff. I will I will happily double dip on this if the dub comes out on Blu-ray. I'll put it that way.
1: Say well, I never did the kickstarter, <laughs> but I will buy this on Blu- I'll double dip too says the person who didn't kickstart this. <laughs> the sentiment is there though. Right. No, um I'll definitely agree. I really like this dub. I'm actually actively mad I can't use it for this year's dubbies. Um but um I I is just I fucking mad. Um, it's it's a really great OVA. I I genuinely fell in love with it. It's really charming. I think it hits, uh, that need for a fantasy series that isn't just like you know, uh, vaguely JRPG based.
0: Oh, just a just a video game.
1: Yeah, we're, or like the world's mechanics work like a video game. And I say this as somebody who religiously plays Final Fantasy XIV. Um, like. I fucking love Final Fantasy XIV. By the way, I, I hinted at this before before we started recording. Um, I was talking to another friend of ours, Getter, who um, who is basically my fourteen mentor. Um, and I accidentally sent him the cast list for this episode. <laughs> I sent him what I was mending to send, Amon, so that we can record. And uh, when he saw that the little girl's name was Shiva, he goes, oh man, I didn't know they let you sail from Final Fantasy XIV, <laughs> And I was like, "You have no idea how many times I made that fucking joke to myself." Um, which, if you play fourteen, you got the joke. Yeah. Um, but uh, and I'll explain the joke to you afterwards. But to me, I told him like, "Yeah, even though uh, the Shiva and this would not be this character, uh, that would she would be more of the character known as Rot- uh, as mm-hmm. To which now I realize that Shiva and and Teach are just Thancord and Rain from Final Fantasy fourteen, um, but. I, I this really scratched an itch for something I fucking needed. The dub was great. Um, I I I really think that, especially of all things, I think this is kind of like the the feather in the hat of all things to Emily Farhado's twenty twenty two. I think she she as a director for at least at Crunchyroll. If you hadn't been paying attention to uh, their stuff over at Sound Cadence, um, was a breakout year to the point that they are now working on One Piece. Mm-hmm. Um, so congrats to, congrats, uh, you are now Oda's. Yeah. Um.
0: Enjoy that paycheck for as long as you want it.
1: <laughs> right. Uh, but that being said, I, I adored it. I adored the dub. Uh, definitely want to see Gary and hear Gary in more, uh, stuff. Mm-hmm. So if you would like to, are you good with your final thoughts? I think so, yeah. Yeah. So if you'd like to watch, uh, Girl from the Other Side, you can do so on Crunchyroll. It is there both subbed and dubbed. Um, unfortunately you cannot get the Kickstarter edition of this anymore. The Kickstarter is just completely done. Yes. Um, if you'd like to follow us, we are the Dub Talk Podcast. You can follow us on, uh, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, uh, Tumblr. We we actively restored it thanks to a certain, uh, uh, rat infestation on Twitter. Um, let's go with that. Uh, and if you'd like to follow and support us financially, we do have a Kofi uh, as well as a Patreon, and our Patreons, of course, are the lovely uh, Michelle Travis, Julia W., Nico Robin with Yowie Hands, and Victor Mayborda, as well as my parents at the $5 tier. And at our $10 tier, we have the lovely Anthony Brown, Carly Lestical, Crimson Echidna, Jacob Wilson, Jared Hawkins, Marissa Lenti, and otaku anthony i also realized where you can listen to us which is youtube podbean apple podcast and are we on stitcher maybe i don't know actually you can find out by google by checking yes um uh before we go amon it is tradition as you are on this episode what is your dusty old song oh amon of wisdom well
0: i want to pick something celtic uh, you know, given the state of this, uh, I, there, there is a, there is a little vein of sort of, uh, Celtic-y folk rock stuff, uh, kind of stuck out, started in the 70s, and that was when it was most popular, and it's continued on in various forms, uh, I initially wanted to pick something by the band Horselips, because that's a name, uh, <laughs> but I don't know anything by them, so instead, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cheat just a little bit, uh, a fun fact, did you know there's an Irish rock band called Clanad? No yes because Clan ad means family uh, and there's an Irish rock band called Clan ad. they started in the 70s uh, and I'm gonna recommend a, a song from their uh you know you can listen especially to their early stuff. it's very like you know Celtic folk music with a with a thumping beat to it. I'm gonna recommend a song where there's called i uh, I'm probably gonna pronounce this wrong because it's all this is most of these are in Gaelic, but I believe it's uh, Nil say in a Nilce in la which
1: mm-hmm. is
0: pretty good and they are also notable because uh they had. Uh, You know, family organization. And for a a chunk of their career in like the late 70s and early 80s, they had uh, the younger sister of one of the members, whose name was, um, I think, Ethne, maybe? I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce Gaelic names. I'm sorry. Joined as a singer, as a keyboardist. And she was there for a few years and left. And that is notable because that woman is Enya. (laughs) And she went on to be way more famous than any of her relatives.
1: Also, apparently, she doesn't tour. She just fucking puts music out and just stays in her house. Bless. Which, goddamn woman, live in the mood. (laughs) Live in the dream. Uh,
0: Oh, what a champion. So yeah, go check that out.
1: (laughs) I had a a feeling that that was gonna live into Enya, but I didn't think it was. Like, I was like, is this going to be Enya? No, it can't be. (laughs) Surprise! Who can say where the road goes?
0: Ireland, a little like Australia, it's not. It doesn't have a huge, huge population, so sometimes, you know, the music scenes are a little more interconnected than you might expect. It's what happens.
1: Just, Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, and then, uh, if you'd like to follow, uh, where do you, where are you at on the internet?
0: I'm at, uh, I'm at Twitter <laughs> at i US. I'm also on Tumblr and co which I don't post off as often because I don't have the brain capacity to be on more than one social media site these days. Um, so, you know, whatever. But, you know, check me out those places. Uh, I talk about movies and comic books and music, etc. blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, fi- you can find about all sorts of weird esoteric shit that you will have no use for most of your day-to-day life unless you have to go to a lot of cocktail parties and need interesting things to talk about and then I might be able to help you did you, say, oh, you, you said did you say where you can be found on the internet?
1: no not uh, yet you can follow me at Queen and see where I shit posts on the regular and probably cry too much about Final Fantasy fourteen. um so uh that being said thank you for joining me on this
0: well, thank you for having me
1: um if you're if uh I don't know how to end this other than, um, I don't know, Say, as of the time of this recording, St. Patrick's Day is like less than a month, so, uh, if you're Irish, do your ancestors proud and drink yourself stupid and eat more corned beef than you can imagine.
0: <sighs> so much corned beef. So much corned beef.
1: Do you think Boston's gonna survive another Irish Day parade this year?
0: I would hope so. They've done it in the past.
1: Yeah. <sighs> Just make sure they, uh,
0: they get rid of the Wahlberg problem first. Yeah, here's hoping.
1: Alright, with that being said, good night, and we'll see you next time.
0: Rock over Boston, rock on Chicago.
1: And Otaku on, my friends. It's called Dead to